From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, the developers behind the perpetually stalled city place development in downtown Burlington are drumming up support to restart the project. Three local developers have joined Don Sinex to move forward with a newly redesigned plan for the $174 million mixed-use development. But the push comes while Sinex has just settled legal action from the city over construction delays, and he'll need to restore trust with both officials and residents before the project can move ahead. Our Burlington reporter Grace Ellison has been following the story. Grace, where does the story of City Place actually begin? I guess the story with City Place in Burlington begins in 2014. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on short notice and being part of this exciting event. It was announced in 2014 that the city and Donson X were going to be moving forward on this public-private partnership to build City Place, which was going to be a combination of retail space, office space, and lots of housing, two to 300 units of housing. I am very excited that really just a year after the council approved this vision, um, here we are uh, announcing uh, that um, the city and Don Sinex, the owner of the Burlington Town Center Mall, are committed to moving forward and committed to a partnership to comprehensively redevelop this property. It was pitched as a public-private project. Um, I want to introduce Don Sinex from Devonwood Investors, LLC. Don is the energy and the force that is behind making this announcement. Sinex was the owner of the land. You know, the city didn't have any control over who's going to buy the old mall that was a lot of people agreed was taking up wasted space and the city was not performing well. We got a whole a whole vision of the mall becoming uh, shifting from being this um, important property that is part of the vitality of, of the downtown and the Church Street. But at the same time, uh, in recent years, we has been recognized as um, uh, being underutilized as um, having some real flaws to it, I think, when we're being honest. I'm guessing for a lot of Burlingtonians, that was their first introduction to this developer, Don Sinex. Who is Don Sinex? And what really was his kind of tone in pitching this project? You know, what was he trying to sell the city on here? So Don Sinex is a managing partner with Devon Wood Investors, which is a firm that's, you know, investing in real estate projects across the country. And, you know, he had gotten into the project because, you know, it was an opportunity to develop out Burlington's downtown. And it was really ambitious. And I'm very passionate about what I do. And this mall has captured my energy and all my passion. When I stood here not too long ago and stood on Church Street and looked at the mall, I saw a single-purpose, single-story structure, and I thought, how could it be? Burlington is so prosperous and so important. How could this be? Mine is not to wonder why. I didn't care. I knew there was a grand opportunity here. And this public-private partnership that the mayor and I and the governor are announcing today is so important in how we develop the site. The city comes in with the public investments around the project, reconnecting some of the roads, refurbishing those surrounding sidewalks, 
that was going to be funded by tax increment financing, which voters needed to approve. And it went to voters in 2016. They approved that TIF tax increment financing bond. And that's kind of what kickstarted the development of this. When this project was first announced back in 2014, what kind of a relationship did Synex and Weinberger seem like they were putting forward? You know, they're standing up side by side pitching this project. How would you characterize that relationship? Their relationship was was positive, was strong. I mean, both saw each other as benefits to building downtown Burlington. We have private interests. The public has its interest. The mayor and I will work extremely hard to produce something that you'll all want to use and you'll all be very, very proud of. I mean, from Synex's perspective, he's a real estate investor. He wants to get this thing up so he can start making money off of it. From Weinberger's perspective, he's this freshly elected mayor who was elected in, in 2012 with a development background, looking to prove to Burlingtonians that his perspective is a strong one for the city and a beneficial one for the city. And so when Cynics comes along and proposes this big project, of course, Weinberger is going to get on board. And as we saw from that 2014 announcement, he was excited. Uh, Don, I'm excited to be taking this step with you and looking forward to working together in the months and years ahead to, to make this a great, uh, to, to make this great pro- property, make this a great project and, and accomplish the vision of Plan BTV. The City Place proposal tied into the Plan BTV 10-year development vision for what downtown Burlington was going to look like. So City Place presented, you know, political capital for Weinberger and the public-private partnership also presented its advantages to Cinex because the public element of this provided more funds for him to tap into to be able to develop this project, like the TIF, the tax increment financing, that provided another couple million dollars to be able to invest into this project. So to an extent, there's a symbiotic relationship happening here, at the beginning at least. What does that relationship look like today? Um, Certainly not as positive. (laughs) As the City Place saga has played out, and all these twists and turns have developed with the project, you know, that relationship between Cynics and, and Weinberger has certainly soured for many different reasons. You know, of course, the political capital, I'm sure Weinberger was hoping to get out of the project. And of course, the economic development that was proposed for the city of Burlington that's currently not coming out of the project is certainly disappointing to him. And Cynics isn't getting any returns on his money. So <laughs> nobody is content in how things have played out. Let's talk about kind of what's happened in that intervening time. I imagine this is pretty familiar territory for anybody who lives near the site. But could you give a quick overview of what has happened with this project that has caused it to become so delayed to have left this pit in the middle of the city? Yeah. So it's hard to give a quick overview because there are so many (laughs) different details as to how this has just not moved forward. But I think, I mean, let's just start with the the financing because I think that's a big crux of the issue. So in 2017, Rouse Properties was seen as City Place's best chance of financing for this $200 million project that was being proposed. 
And in a bit of foreshadowing, that company was a subsidiary of Brookfield Asset Management, which is this mammoth, one of the largest real estate investment firms in the world. And so financing never came from Rouse, but the old mall was demolished. 2018 rolls around, Brookfield shows up and shows its intent to get into the project and to be a primary financer. The building is torn down. The city council approves a permit to lay the foundation, but that permit is never pulled. Brookfield kind of pulls back on the project as they took control of it. The city began seeing a whole cast of characters from Brookfield. There was never any consistency on exactly how this thing was moving forward. Brookfield eventually presents a, an entire redesign, which scaled down you know, the retail and the office space, lowered the city place project from 14 stories to 10. 2020 comes, pandemic hits. By the summer of 2020, Brookfield is out. And so City Place has been sitting with this pit in, in downtown Burlington for the past two years. The pit has become like a running joke in the town. What exactly went wrong? Who's to blame for this whole pattern of delays and this whole series of mishaps? Yeah, it depends on who you ask. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ellie French. I'm a reporter with VT Dicker. I know we publish a lot of news every day and it can be hard to keep up. So I produce a daily audio digest of four or five key stories that you can hear wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Vermont News and subscribe and you'll hear a new roundup every weekday around 5 p.m. One more time, that's Vermont News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're already a subscriber, thanks for listening. Mayor Weinberger, who a lot of people have blamed for, you know, this project going so south and for there being a pit in downtown Burlington, you know, is is adamant that he brokered a development agreement that adequately protected the city from things going south. And that agreement essentially ensures that any financial losses that this project experiences, the city is not on the hook for. The risk to a municipality in a tax increment financing deal is that the, the city can go out and bond for the new public infrastructure, expecting tax revenues to come in on a certain schedule. Mm. And then if the project is delayed, the city can be left holding the bag. This, this agreement was fundamentally structured so that that couldn't happen. So despite the blame that he's gotten, Mayor Weinberger is defending himself here. And he says, you know, the pit in downtown isn't advantageous for anyone, but that old underperforming mall that didn't fit in, he argues that it needed to come down and that it's better being down so that at least there is some progress made to move forward with building something new and better. That's his argument. We um, went forward knowing he was starting the demolition without all of the financing lined up, and we put a number of additional uh, protections in place as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And knew that this, this was a possibility, we're prepared for it, and we protected the city uh, for it. And, you know, frankly, I think that was, that was the right decision. I, I From my perspective, I, mm -hmm. I think we are in a better place today 
as frustrating as, as it is for there to have been this extended delay. I guess I'm still curious, what is his defense of why this project that was announced back in 2014 would still be so stalled? How does he kind of explain and defend the delays that this project has faced all throughout? The blame from his perspective relies solely on the developer. He said the city met its obligations to approve the rezoning for the space, to approve the development agreements. He said it's on the developers, you know, and he pointed to this revolving door of financers. You know, no one has committed to putting enough money into this project to get it off the ground. He points to that disorganization as kind of the central reason as to why this didn't hold up. So I guess then... The developer here, Don Sinex, would probably disagree with that characterization. Tell me about how you came to talk to Don Sinex about all this. Yeah. Are you currently in, in Vermont right now? No. No. no, no. Are I'm you in Palm Beach, Florida? Oh, uh, Florida? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, look, look, look at this. Look at the light, the sun out there. <laughs> you, want, you want to see the snow I have on the ground uh, out here? I had never talked to him in person. I've only communicated with him over email. And even then, I could feel his very strong personality coming through on, on defending this project, which is why it surprised me when I got him on the phone that he took some blame in this. Throughout this whole ordeal, there's been blame put on you from city officials, specifically coming from Weinberger. He said at one point that it would be unacceptable if you were to continue moving forward on this project. Do you feel like you deserve any blame for the way that this project has been stalled? Well, I'll say yes to that because I chose Brookfield. I brought him in. I gave him control and nothing happened. So in that sense, Yes, I feel partly responsible. You know, he pointed to Brookfield as kind of the central reason as to why we lost so many years here. I mean, things really Hmm. did start to go wrong in 2018. So while this started back in 2014, things started to go wrong in 2018 when the mall was demolished and there wasn't financing to get a structure built. Brookfield had come in and said, yes, we'll finance you. But that never happened. They did this whole redesign. And so Cynix's theory is that Brookfield was getting weighed down with some of the other acquisitions it was making at this time. They had bought up Oak Tree Capital Management and Forest City Realty Trust. Um, Oak Tree came in 2019. Realty Trust came in 2019. You know, both multi-million dollar development firms. I mean, Brookfield is a massive, massive company, one of the largest development firms in the world. And as much as City Place is one of the most ambitious development projects Burlington has ever seen, it's small fish compared to what Brookfield is dealing with on a daily basis. And and I think it took their focus off of uh, some of the things they were doing. And Burlington was Mm -hmm. a small project for them. And I think they, they generally started reassessing their interest in the project. And they had pulled out, you know, when COVID hit. COVID hit in March in 2020. They pulled out in June of 2020, where the market was incredibly volatile for not just Brookfield, but every real estate developer in the country. That was the last straw as far as Brookfield was concerned. And I think, I think you know, they, they made a determination in good faith, and I think they just decided that 
they're not the right party to carry this project forward. Mm-hmm. And this project had proposed office space and retail space, which had become obsolete in a COVID world. Hmm. There were those, you know, business decisions and then also the COVID impacts that, you know, eventually shut Brookfield out of this project. At least that's that's Synax's theory. How does he characterize his relationship with the mayor at this point? You know, I think Synax wants to move forward. It's financially advantageous for him to move forward. <laughs> but you've never heard me say a harsh thing about him. I've always had a good relationship with him up until he blames me for all the delays. And like I said, I'll take some blame for it. But we're trying to find a path forward. I think we can. And can I work with him? Of course. The city is moving forward without a lot of trust. And that, you know, is shown by that email that we had collected in a public records request from Jeff Glassberg, who was hired as a consultant from the city to serve on the project that he sent to Max Tracy. He he basically said that the only thing that's holding this project together is verifiable legal documents. If things do move forward in the next few months, what's going to be different this time? So, I mean, the key difference here is that we have three new local developers on the project. Dave Farrington, owner of Farrington Construction, Al Senecal, owner of Omega Electrical Construction Company, and Scott Ireland, who is the owner and president of SD Ireland Concrete Construction. And a lot of people have, you know, good faith in these guys as as local people who want to see this project get done. I had asked Don Sinex, you know, kind of along the lines of the same question, you know, why should people trust you to get this done now when it's been years and years of stalling? And he basically said, you know, hold us to our word. We are committed to doing it. They should watch what we say and see if we do what we say. Mm -hmm. We are where we are. Now it's time to plan it and move forward. So watch what we do. Hear what we say. And if we don't, then be mad at us. But try to lighten up and support us to get us through this next year to get under construction. You know, and as much as they're trying to reassure people with sentiment like that, the new website that they've kind of rejuvenated to show and educate people about what City Place is. Um, You know, they have this petition put out there that has about like 2,000 signatures right now you know, to kind of show support for the breaking ground of of City Place. It's going to be up to whether residents want to buy that or not. It's a private project. As, as much as the developers need the cooperation of the city, you know, to get the permits, to get the zoning that they need to make this, you know, to get it done, the city is kind of held at whim to the success of this private development moving forward. So it's up to residents whether or not they want to be reassured by Synex's reassurances here. Well, thanks, Grace, for the rundown. I appreciate yeah, no worries. it. On Friday, Mayor Moreau Weinberger announced a settlement with the developers. The agreement states that if construction doesn't begin in two years, they won't be reimbursed for their work to rebuild surrounding streets. The agreement also ensures that the city is reimbursed for lost property taxes on the project due to the unanticipated delays at $150,000 a year. Weinberger was cautiously optimistic in announcing the agreement. We think it's a credible, um, feasible path forward. And uh, we, we think it could succeed and we, we 
wish the developers well uh, and will be supportive uh, of them going forward because their success is Burlington's success. The settlement agreement and the new development agreement will still need to be approved by the city council. You can read all of Grace's reporting on Burlington City Place at vtdigger.org. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. Thanks to Town Meeting TV for archival audio from the 2014 Burlington Mall announcement. We also used music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger newsroom. See you then.